0: This is a trigger warning that the following podcast talks about eating disorders. If this affects you, please see the show notes for resources.
1: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify.
0: Hello, you wonderful listeners. I'm not going to say too much before bringing in our first and special guest on today's episode, because I pretty much say what I would be saying now with Jared during the episode. Today's discussion is all about the importance of telling someone about your eating disorder, also why it's important to have good influences around you. We talk about overcoming struggles and the mindset behind that, and so much more. He makes me laugh a lot, so I hope you laugh along with me and enjoy today's episode. Also, I will be splitting today's talk into two separate episodes. So part one is obviously coming out today. Part two will be next Wednesday on Tuesday. A-E-S-T. We talked longer than expected. So anyways, stay tuned for next week as well. But I hope you enjoy part one today. And enjoy Jared's very logical but very wise way of seeing the world as well. So sending love to you all. And remember it is so important to tell someone about something you are struggling with, your eating disorder or whatever it is. Find people that you trust and acknowledge that you are struggling because once you acknowledge that you are struggling and you go out there, you tell someone, you can then action it. The biggest step you can take is acknowledging and telling someone about your struggle because that makes your problem real and then you can do something about it and I know that you can do it, okay? And with that, Let's bring in Jared, also known as my boyfriend and also known as the first person I ever told straight out up front, I have an eating disorder. Help me. Okay, let's bring him in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Recover with Ally podcast. Today, I'm here with a very special someone, my boyfriend, Jared. Hello. Hi. So, Jared is on the podcast today because he was the first person that I probably told about my eating disorder. So I'd made little comments here and there. It was like a a little cry for help, but I never fully said, I have an eating disorder, I have bulimia. So when I told Jared about it, I had the full intention to let him know so I could try and get help. And Jared made me feel really safe and I felt like I could trust him. We're going to hear from an outsider perspective about his experiences with me having an eating disorder and about how his experience of me talking about my eating disorder for the first time was as well and even my recovery journey and yeah so hello Jared tell us a bit about yourself
2: hello I'm Jared I'm Ali's boyfriend I like playing video games I like sitting on the computer all day and I like going to the gym
0: yes he's a very intelligent man he's very logical I'm definitely the emotional side of the relationship and He has a lot of logic, which is great. Sometimes it hits hard and heavy, but you know what? You need it. Live in the reality world, as I love to say. So, Jared, what are you proud of yourself for doing this week?
2: I got the Platinum Trophy for Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, on PlayStation 5, which is fun. I also got a a hard-to-find expansion for a board game I like, Spirit (laughs) Island.
0: Oh my gosh. Board games are so much fun. He got me into them and... I would highly recommend to do that as well. But the Kena game is really pretty. I was originally playing that. I don't play many PlayStation games like by myself. That was the first game I'd probably try to play on my own. And Jared was actually very impressed with me because he found it difficult and he is a pro gamer. Ain't that so? Tell him, tell him. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So, Jared, we know you haven't struggled with an eating disorder, but that doesn't mean you haven't struggled with something in your life. What is something you've struggled with that you overcame?
2: Uh, Probably finishing uni.
0: Why was that a struggle?
2: Because I didn't want to finish it because I was already working and I didn't understand what use it would have to have a fucking sheet of paper. (laughs) when it was giving me so much grief, it was so much work, and I'd rather be earning money and getting experience in the industry.
0: Right. So what made you decide to finish the degree?
2: I just realised that I was probably only going to have one shot at this and that I may as well give it a go, otherwise I'm going to get... Otherwise, I'm not going to be happy with, with myself.
0: Ooh. So what pushed you through? Like, what mindset did you have? What did you tell yourself?
2: I just said, I'm going to give it... I... <laughs> so I was doing my thesis and I said to myself, I don't care if I fail, but I'm, I'm not going to just be able to say that I gave up. Ooh. So even if, I, even if I failed, it would be completely out of my own hands because I did the best I could.
0: Mm. Well, anyways, now looking back, are you happy that you pushed through and got that degree? Yes. That piece of paper?
2: Yes. Because I worked really hard, I showed myself I could do it.
0: Woohoo! Good job, (laughs) baby! Everyone's clapping at home with you. For those playing at home, we are clapping. So, as you can all see, we may all have different struggles. doesn't have to be the same, but it's all about the mindset and pushing through. Short-term pain for long-term gain? Yep. Plus debts?
2: Yeah, I'm paying for it now. Yep. Literally. (laughs) Literally.
0: (laughs) Alright. Thank you for sharing. It's appreciated to get into today's topic first of all we'll start on how you found the experience of me telling you about my eating disorder because just from my point of view all i remembered was crying for about fucking what felt like two hours and not saying a single word besides (laughs) like what was it like for you
2: uh i thought you're gonna tell me something much much worse
0: why because of how i was very emotional It was the first time I ever said anything I remember once though, we were going on a ferry somewhere I think it was to the city And I remember telling you, this was when I hadn't told you yet I said to you on this ferry, because I was just reminiscing long and hard This is when I had started making some sort of positive changes in other categories of my life And I said to you on the ferry Next time I try to overeat, can you please say something to me? And you were just like, yes but anyways, I had the intention for a little bit to bring it up, but it was a very, very scary thing to do. So thank you so much. I know patience is a topic of discussion when it comes to you, but you were very, very, very patient with me and I really appreciate that. So from your point of view, what did it look like? What was your experience of me telling you about my eating disorder?
2: Uh, it was a little bit a little bit while ago now, so I can't exactly remember. But I just remember you saying I have to tell you something, and then sit me down and just fucking babbling on and on and on. You're like, yeah, I need you. And so I was like, Pff. I was like, oh, all right. Well, cool. <laughs> Thanks for telling me. Cool. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I guess the first, the first step of getting over something is like telling someone. Oh, for sure. I, I, had, for I sure. Didn't, I didn't. I just don't understand why it was such a, a big deal for you. I understand that you've told me that. Like, it was hard for you to tell me, but just because something hard is. Just because something is hard to tell someone about. I just don't understand why it was such a big deal like it was this massive 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 secret it, it's not like it's like you, i thought you're gonna tell me you ran over someone over <laughs> in the, middle of the night and drove off and you haven't stopped being thinking about it for years <laughs> i was like yeah i, I, I bump it after i eat i was like ah, oh. <laughs> fuck okay
0: <laughs> uh, well <laughs> let's let's fix it <laughs> do you feel like now knowing what i've told you and even having this podcast and stuff do you realize why it was a bigger deal
2: Yeah, but only in the sense that if you want something to be a big deal, it can be a big deal. If you make something a big deal, it will be a big deal. I get it, but I haven't experienced it.
0: Yeah, makes sense. (laughs) You know what? You are right. Because it was a big deal in my head because I kept it hidden for so long. And I had a lot of self-esteem and self-love issues. So it was very difficult for me to want to get help, first of all, because my eating disorder was like my escape from reality. So I understand from an outsider perspective, it's hard to understand what that feels like, at least in terms of an eating disorder, which I guess is why I asked you as well. What's something you've struggled with? Because we've all had struggles, but we can all push through it like you did. Welcome Hextet. So pretty much your experience of me telling you about my eating disorder was that you thought I'd hit someone with my car and I just couldn't hold on to that guilt anymore.
2: That's what I thought you were about to tell me. Yes. <laughs> the way the way you
0: were behaving. I need to tell you something. <laughs> Put your phones in the other room. <laughs> Can't let anyone hear. But you yeah, know, that that's exactly the point because if you haven't experienced the same thing, it's hard to understand. So isn't it crazy? For me, that was like the biggest reveal ever. And to Jared, it seemed like I was about to say something 10 times worse. What are your thoughts on that? Why is it different?
2: It, like, it just, it, it wasn't, it's not really that. I understand why for you it was a really big deal. And finally telling someone was a massive, massive deal because it was some secret they knew you had kept to yourself for so long. Mm. But I think, I think. Which is tough because the entire reason you probably had that was because I don't know if you had a, uh, a. a healthy view on eating habits or like mm. your weight okay. and your body, right? Yeah. And so I think, that had. It had changed. It had changed your view on what it was, what it meant to be, like having, like to have an eating disorder was just like it's just not normal. It's just yeah. not a normal state of mind. I'm not saying normal is in like normal is is the right way to be just normal isn't like it's not it's probably unhealthy for you you probably recognize that for sure um and so yeah so if you're in that state of mind i can understand why it would be a big deal for you to tell me but i suppose the way i see things is just like it probably just it's not like a big deal because you're not really harming anyone other than yourself it's not like it
0: but that affects your whole life
2: yeah for you but not for me Right, and so if something is happening with you, I don't I don't see why you should ever feel bad or feel guilty about telling someone else mm. or, like, telling someone that you trust about something that is happening only to you. It's not like you're fucking someone over or, like, being really nasty. It's just something that you're going on, like, with yourself. And I don't understand why things like that should be kept a secret.
0: It's the eating disorder voice.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, I, I get it. But, like, it's just when you told me, like, I thought you had really, really hurt someone or there was, something, there was something really wrong going on. Yeah. But really, it's just, like, something that... You were doing to yourself, and so to me, the natural course of action is to tell someone about it. If you if you if you know that it's like up, and I think I think there is, I think there's another issue if you don't feel like you have someone in your life that you can tell as well. Mm-hmm. And so that probably, if you're already in that state in that state where you've got no one to tell, like that's probably something you need to probably like work on or find someone that you can trust.
0: What would you suggest for people that feel like they don't have that person in their life that they can trust?
2: Uh, they probably just need to talk to other people who like in a similar community like this. Mm. But in saying that to So the
0: Recover with Alley Facebook group. <laughs>
2: yeah. But just just to just to be wary not to uh to get caught in some sort of echo chamber as well. Mm. Perhaps so if you're in some sort of recovery group, that's that's better than just being in some group where people just keep talking about it. And it probably it probably normalizes it to some degree.
0: Oh, definitely not to be a normalizing kind of group. So Supporting I, each other. Yeah. But also, I think it's right to talk to someone that maybe isn't in the same experience at the moment. Like if two people talk to each other about their eating disorder, that could alert some triggers for the both of them. Is that what you're saying?
2: Oh, I'm just I'm just saying that if you if you like hang out with if you're only talking to other people who, who have it and aren't, and aren't trying to work on it, then you'll mm. probably just think it becomes normal over a certain period of time.
0: Right, right. So it's important to talk to people. Like, I, I always try to say, and I learned this from you, actually, if you want to get advice from someone, they have to be thriving in this area. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is one of the best things you've told me. And it's funny you mention as well the fact that the biggest step, is to tell someone about something you're struggling with, your eating disorder, because I feel like I killed two birds with one stone, not while I was driving <laughs> my alleged attack on someone. But when I told you about my eating disorder, that was the first time I'd probably said it aloud, properly said it aloud. So to me, that felt like I acknowledged that I was struggling and also I got to tell someone. So yeah, I feel like definitely being able to admit that you're struggling is also a huge part of it. Do you feel like you ever did that with your uni struggles?
2: I do it all the time. Do you? I tell all my mates about everything that's going on, about everything. Yeah? Yeah, as much as I can.
0: Yeah. and Yeah, I know you you do mention when you're struggling, but do you find that easy for you no matter what it is?
2: yes but not just because it's not because i just don't have an issue with talking about it but because i recognize that i need to talk about it right if i don't i'll bottle those things up and they'll become worse over time yes and then eventually like eventually like it's just better to talk it's just about it's better to talk about it now rather than later
0: do you feel like that came with experience
2: uh no i've always been pretty open like either you can talk about it when you're starting to feel that itch, or you, or like you'll be telling someone about five years time when you're just completely addicted to it and you can't mm-hmm. get off it, and you're gonna have some serious issues. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. gonna tell you're gonna be telling someone sooner rather than later, and the, way, the later you leave it, the worse it's gonna get. That's what I mean by like bowling it up.
0: Right, right. I feel like you're very good with impulse control. Yes. Why is that?
2: Because I, I recognize that it'll be worse for me later on if I don't control it. Right. But it's tough. I would, I would say that's really, really tough. And I think a lot of... I think no. that's something like, you have to work on. Yeah,
0: for sure. It's very hard.
2: Which is, which I think is separate to telling someone if you're getting... If you're having, like, a problem.
0: So right, right. The first steps is, of course, to acknowledge and tell someone that you trust. And then comes other challenges of impulse control and learning how to deal with triggers and how to change behaviours that are so rooted inside of your brain. Or your balls. Yes. (laughs) So, in the same way that you're saying it's important to have people in your life that you trust, that you feel like you can tell people about your struggles, what if someone tells someone that they believe they can trust, and it ends up not going as they would hope?
2: I don't know. That's tough. Mm. That's another can of worms.
0: Yeah. Because that's, like, the other side of it. I feel... If it comes to eating disorders, for example, at least you've been able to tell someone because that's a huge and major step. You can't help yourself if you can't first admit it. So I look at it as it sucks, but hey, you got two lessons out of that. Number one, don't be around that person. And number two, you've acknowledged what is going on in your life. And then you can do something about it. Is that right? Yeah. Agree with me. So from an outsider perspective, What, or were there any sort of signs that indicated to you that maybe I was struggling with an eating disorder before I told you? I guess because I know I was overeating for sure, but that doesn't necessarily imply to you that I have an eating disorder. Maybe I just fucking love food, which I still do. But now I've learned (laughs) more how to control my portions that make me feel satisfied, but also not that sickly full that I used to. Uh, I also remember one time I had just finished my scheduled vomit after I ate my food and I came out of the toilet and you went in almost straight after and you were like oh what was that in the the toilet bowl and you might not remember this but I certainly did because I was freaking out I, was like, <laughs> I thought you were going to figure it out I'm like oh, oh oh I don't even remember what I said I just came up with some bullshit but do you remember that
2: no but it's gonna be really, really, really tough for someone to look for to look for something that they don't know they're looking for.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. It, it's just so funny you, you that we could've just
2: made up some complete crap and I would have believed it.
0: Really? <laughs>
2: which I probably did.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I don't remember what I said, but yeah.
2: If you even if you just said I don't know I know. Like, oh, right.
0: nah, <laughs> Isn't it funny that that's such a strong memory for me, but not for you, because it was such a, a scary moment for me. Yeah, I not, thought that was going to be game over.
2: No one ever remembers anyone else's like yeah.
0: blunders or whatever. Yeah. Not
2: that that was a blunder, but...
0: So what did you think about me overeating then?
2: I don't know. I just thought you were eating way too much. I was like, I was like, this is, this is not good. I don't know how she can do this. Because I was just You kept eating such unhealthy food too. Heaps of, heaps of unhealthy food all the time. You used to eat so much. more. Than, I swear you used to eat more than me. And I was like, what is what is going on? I was like, oh, okay, well, whatever.
0: On top of that...
2: I was more concerned that you were eating unhealthy food.
0: Right. Yeah. The portions were pretty crazy too, and I remember I would eat a shit ton in front of you when I got more comfortable. But even after, I would eat more in secret, which was even worse. So I know you're saying you don't remember specific signs or symptoms of me with an eating disorder, but knowing what you do now, is there anything you can reflect on that made it obvious? No. Really?
2: No, there's nothing. It was totally invisible. Wow.
0: Well. I'm very good at. No, I mean, I made it my life mission that really, no one could find out. down. I was
2: pretty impressed that you could do it so silently.
0: Yes. No, I literally learned how to be as quiet as possible. It came with practice. So maybe use practice in a more positive area. So, hey, you know how I say that practice you can get somewhere. Use that, but not for vomiting. Use it for healthy behaviors and habits. Jared, how do you get yourself into healthy behaviors and habits? Because you're very good at that. He's a great inspiration.
2: How do I get myself into healthy habits and behaviors? I think I I think about where I want to be in a year's time, two years, five years, ten years, and I try to think about what sort of behaviors will get me to that place and then I do those. Or if there's any behaviors that I'm doing that aren't gonna get me there, I try to get rid of them. Right. For the most part.
0: And so that's obviously a journey because you have to realize how you get there and what happens when you find out those behaviors that aren't working for you because I could relate that to triggers with eating disorders during recovery. So if you if someone has a trigger with their eating disorder, say mine would be say eating too much and then that would instantly make me feel that urge to vomit because I just couldn't keep that in me. That's like a trigger for me overeating, for example. So you could use that as an unhelpful behaviour that you would do that you know you have to get rid of. What helps you realise that that's an unhelpful behaviour?
2: I just think about it. Are you know, like, do you set aside
0: time to self-reflect, or is it just coming to you You're realising that it's not helping you?
2: Uh, I don't know. I don't think I really... Because
0: I know yeah, you're that's... very self-aware, but...
2: Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll sit down I'll make some time to think about what I'm doing and stuff that I have to do for the week. Mm. Um, I think at this point in time I have an intuitive sense of things that are the right thing to do and the wrong thing to do I don't think I've really had an issue with that before so that might be a little bit of a difference so if there's something I'm doing that is wrong like um uh, I don't know like I know I know that if I don't go to the gym for a while I end up starting to feel like shit but I think mm. that's because my body is trying to do, do like to train I've made my body it's like if you go to the gym long enough eventually if you stop going to the gym for like a week or two your body starts to feel bad by itself but I can just recognize that if I don't do that, or if I sit in my chair too long, I know that it's gonna be it's it's gonna be worse for me in the long run. Mm. And so I'm like I'm paying for it. Either I'm enjoying, like I'm gonna pay for it at some point.
0: So you look very long term, as well. Yeah. And when you find behaviors that you feel aren't aren't helpful for you, how do you get rid of them? Do you like cold turkey it? You literally just stop them?
2: I'm I'm not sure. I, I stop it eventually in some way, yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you feel mentally affected when you have these unhelpful behaviours?
2: Uh I guess so. Otherwise I wouldn't stop doing them.
0: Mm.
2: I think I think I think I myself can intuitively it's probably I'm saying intuition, but it's probably just experience, but you can just recognise I can recognise when psych is like the right thing to do and when it is the wrong thing to do. Mm. And so if I have these behaviours that I believe are the wrong thing to do, then it's like hey when you put a full stop on this.
0: Right. And you're you're very good as well with when you know things in your life that aren't serving you, you're not going to keep it around. Yes. That's something else that you've inspired me a lot in and I I find a very wise thing to do. It's very wise the way you explain it. If you could pass that on to someone, you can use the example of, you know, people in your life. What is your just 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 explain what you've told me. About having certain people in your life and why it's important to filter it you know the average of the five people you hang yourself
2: yeah so you're 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 the average of the five people you hang out with if you hang out with these people you're going to pick up on their habits and behaviors mm. so if you're hanging out with a lot of people that are we'll just say i don't know uh studying to get their university degree you're probably going to end up doing something similar to them Well you are that type of person if you're hanging out with a bunch of people that like to throw rocks at buildings at night and steal <laughs> shit you're probably one of those people and even if you hang out with a bunch of people who do who do things that you don't like, uh, and you think you don't do what they do, you probably do. And you are full of fucking baloney if you don't. If you don't think so.
0: Right. I've made quite a lot of mistakes, but I've learned from them a lot as well. Do you find it's important to learn from mistakes and then fix it? Like I, I had an episode on self acceptance just last week, I think it was, and. Pretty much it's about always accepting yourself for who you are, but you can also make mistakes and want to be better from them. It's not about saying I'm a shit person, I'm going to stay a shit person. It's about realising in the areas of your life where you may be shitty and then working on that. So I guess that comes down the same as when you feel like you have unhealthy behaviours in your life. What would be a good way to self-reflect and realise that there's mistakes or you keep doing the wrong thing when you realise that you're making mistakes and you're hurting yourself, you're hurting people, how would you recommend for someone to logically process that and self-reflect to realise?
2: I, I, can't, I can't say that because it's something that you will have to come to terms with yourself.
0: How do you do it? Uh,
2: I, look, I look at my behaviour and the effects it is having in the real world and if i like it then keep doing it if i don't like it change it.
0: Beautiful. Write that on a t-shirt everyone. So i feel like we've already pretty much touched on this but just to get more of a an emotional side to things which <laughs> i know i'm the emotional one. How did it make you feel when i told you about my eating disorder? Literally nothing? You not <laughs> just like, like okay. My answer. What is it? I
2: was just like, I was like what, what is was like I was like whatever. <laughs> like, I was like okay, cool. Well like Okay, well like um, like it's well, actually that's that's not true. I was like, it's probably a good thing you told me because then you can work on it. Thanks, yeah. Like thanks to tell me. It's pretty brave to tell someone something. Yeah. But like it like that like that's but like in terms of like what was I feeling? I like I didn't care. Like I was just like okay, like let's work on it. That's good that you told me. But mm. it, it's all like it's all like I was like fucking crying with happiness or <laughs> sadness. Like what? I wasn't feeling anything. I was just like
0: right.
2: I was just like yeah, me with everything. I was just like yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's good. That, it's good that you told me we can work on this. So I was like fuck. Like well, I'm glad you did the fucking. Run, run a pregnant woman over in the middle of the night what the
0: fuck that's what it's the same way Dude. I
2: was just like no actually no, I was elated I was elated you didn't murder someone I had to fucking you know that you giving me this burden no it was fine there was no, there was no I didn't feel it, I was, fuck, it was, yeah, I was so anxious the whole time because I thought there was something really bad going on and you just told me I was like fuck well this isn't a big deal at all well, to that, me it was. Yeah, I know to you it was, but yeah, now you've told me, okay, okay let's work on it. That, like, that's, that's where my mind went.
0: Right. Interesting you brought up feeling anxious, though, because I know you were very, very calm and good at dealing with those feelings of anxiety when they come up. Because I would say I'm a very anxious person. I like to meditate to help with that. As someone that's not always anxious, but you get anxious feelings, how do you move away from that or redirect those anxious thoughts?
2: Okay, well... This, it might be better, this, it might be better to tell the story of when I lost my wallet. I was going to okay. school, I was going to school one day and I had, I got this, I had this horrible habit, which I still kind of have it today, but it's not as bad, but I always used to lose my phone and my wallet all the time. Even though if I went to, um, like a festival, like I would be known for losing my phone. I used to have to give it to other people and everything like that. <laughs> so I was going to school one day and, um, I got off the bus and I found that I couldn't find my wallet. And I was freaking the fuck out. I was fucking hyperventilating. And everything. You ever seen those? Um, oh my God. Seen those shows where, like the kids are breathing into a fucking paper bag. I need one of those. I was freaking the fuck out. Um, I remember that in particular, and I also remember um, another time in high school where I was just freaking out about exams. Yeah. I was just fr- I was like really late because I'm late to everything. I'm known mm-hmm. for. I'm, yep. I'm always late to That's fucking sure. everything, all, all the time. And um, I was just really stressed out, and I think. So I think after the, after losing my wallet and just freaking the fuck out of like basically nothing, as well as the exams, I just said to myself, like, there's no point worrying about these sort of things.
0: Mm. And why, how, like, how did you reach that conclusion? Did you know. ever find the wallet? I don't know, because, yeah, yeah, I did. I okay. just
2: fucking had to chase the bus down, I got oh, okay. it. But I was just,
0: you were running thinking, full speed ahead.
2: I yeah, and I think, I think afterwards, I was just like, why did I just freak out over that? Yeah. Like, well, what's the point of that? Like, how am I meant to live my life if I'm freaking out over like these sort of things? They're not really mm-hmm. big deals at all. Like being late for exams and like being anxious for an exam. Like, I was just like, what is, like, who cares? Mm. Like, I'm not, it's, it's not helping me by being so fucking scared of everything. Or not scared, but just getting these anxious feelings. I had to sit back and be like, a lot, a lot of things aren't really, aren't really that important besides, I'd probably say, like, medical issues or like, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, besides that, that's why, that's why I'm so afraid. I get really anxious over medical stuff because that's the only thing that, like, I think is actually worth worrying about.
0: Yeah. So. Is that kind of because you feel like you can always pick yourself back up?:
2: uh, I think I can, but I don't think that's why I try not to get anxious about many things. It's, it's just like most things yeah It's just like most things in this world aren't like as big a deal as you might think they are. Right.
0: But when you say that it just doesn't matter, like like who cares?, yeah. Is that because it will be okay? You know that it will be OK.
2: I'm saying that because as long as you are, you are healthy in mind and body, which is not always the case. And in which case, if you're not, that's like another thing you have to deal with. But for the most part, a lot of things in this world can be can be like overcome. Right. And if you if you if you've got like if you got like t- if you if you're able to like think clearly, and even if your body's like a little bit fucked, like you can you can still do like a lot of things. And so that's why. And so like that's why it's not like I don't understand why people get anxious about like a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, I get... I understand, like, why. I'm not saying I'm a fucking, like, some sort of robot. I don't understand why. I understand why people are anxious about certain things, but to me, it's not worth it.
0: Right. No, that's a really good way of looking at it. Sometimes I'm like, I, I just don't understand how he just doesn't think with anxiety. Sometimes, of course, they come, but as he's saying with, like, health problems and stuff, but just, oh, my gosh, I feel like all of my instant reactions to things, a lot of them come with anxiety, and it's always really good talking to Jared because... He just has such a logical way and like helps helps the mind come back down to earth when I'm up in anxiety land. So to all of our anxious minds out of there, whoever's listening at home, what is your biggest anxiety relief advice? Just to ask yourself, is this going to help me, these feelings? Because I remember you gave me this quote once. I don't know if you said it as if it was a quote, but I ended up finding it somewhere that, like, if you're worrying about something, you're worrying about it twice. Is that how you said it? Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I, I, yeah, and that yeah. just stuck with me, and I was, like, staring at a wall just thinking about it.
2: It's because, like, you have to... If you're worrying about something now, you will you have to deal with it twice, both when you're worrying about it and when it actually happens. If it actually happens, which mm. most of the time, it won't. Thank you. Actually, you know what? <laughs>
0: what? Nah, what? I
2: did, I did get I did get pretty anxious recently, but that was when I had to do a, um... Impromptu speech at a work event.
0: Did you end up getting the video? I haven't seen it yet.
2: No, I've got. I'll get I'm the video. It's it's floating around. Okay,
0: it's yeah. floating around, yeah. is it?
2: <laughs> yeah, I was freaking the fuck out. Why? Well, but, thought- but to me, that wasn't anxiety. Mm. It's like an excitement or like adrenaline mm. type of thing. So actually, maybe that wasn't an anxiety.
0: Was it? Like, were you worried? Like, what was this adrenaline feeling? Because that could also be. Yeah, like, I think I
2: it's know. just excitement. So like, oh, I don't know if you ever like. I think sometimes before you play like a sports game or you're about to do like a speech at school, you get that that, fr- that feeling where you're freaking out. Mm. I think it's just when your body's getting filled with adrenaline and a lot of people, some people interpret that as being worried or anxious or scared um, when for others it's like excitement. Like you know you're about to do something that, like that. <laughs> so I think, I think where it comes from is where once upon a time we were living in the savannas and if there was some sort of like lion walking around you'd be like freaking the fuck out you mm. have that adrenaline feeling right mm. um so we still get that those feelings today in the modern world but i mean giving me a speech about in bunch of in front of a bunch of people for some reason invokes the same uh, level of, of fear as if you were being stalked by a by a giant feline mm. um so one way to interpret that is that i am scared i'm worried i don't want to do this but another one is saying is uh interpreting it as like i'm excited and i know this is important
0: Right. So did you initially have feelings of feeling scared and then you try to change that to feeling excited?
2: Well, it's the same feeling. Right. But interpreted differently.
0: Did you have to interpret it differently?
2: Yes. like I, I, I don't I it's like I'm trying to convince myself at the same time. Right. But um Yeah, it's it's been interesting because like I didn't want to get up and, and do it, right? Mm-hmm. There's something like inside of me saying, like, I don't want to do this but I knew it was important for me to do it. So you have to just... Face your fears. Have, yeah, when you have those moments, you just have to do it either way, no matter if you fall flat on your face.
1: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns
0: that's good and how did it go uh
2: it was okay it was a bit of a (laughs) uh i don't know because when i was doing it i have to watch the video i was freaking out i was shaking
0: shaking yeah I was, like, I was so nervous yeah
2: nervous that's the so word
0: and you're a very like i'd say you're a public speaker you're always
2: yes uh, you, would, you wouldn't think i'm the type that would get nervous anyway. yeah but which I, is great I, news for sure
0: yeah well there you go
2: but i think i think it's more important to do so just yeah i think it's more important to just go up and do it even if it scares you those are probably the most important things you can ever do in your life
0: and that's stepping out of your comfort zone yeah refer back to episode whatever of the recover with alec podcast it is always very refreshing to hear from your perspective when you feel these feelings because you're just so, I feel like you're very strong and logical and always willing to take up a challenge. So it's good to hear, not that you're scared, but that you do get these feelings, but you just know how to overcome it and face it. So
2: it's more, Sometimes it's more that I know I'll be disappointed in myself if I don't. Right. That's, that's like the, the biggest part. So when I was doing uni, I was like, I know I'm going to be upset with myself if I don't give it, a, give it a, a, a fair go.
0: And is that because you have the choice to not action it now and then one day you can look back and think, what if I just finished that exam? What if I just did that speech?
2: What do you mean the choice?
0: You can either experience it now and actually do those things or you can look back one day and think, what if I just tried?
2: So to me, it's not even a choice. I just have to do it.
0: But it's better. Well, yeah.
2: But like, I think another thing is that for me personally, it's just that I know I, I, know I, I can't. I can't not try. Like it's, it's like, it to, it, even though it seems like a choice of when not I'm going to do it, to me, it's like not. It's like, I'm, I have to do it. There's like no other way. Mm-hmm. And that's so how I maintain consistency. Um, consistency. Consistency with myself. Because I just, I just know that, and it, over time, the more often I do these things, it's the more, like, the more belief I have in myself that I can.
0: Exactly. You've got healthy habits and it builds up your own self-confidence self-belief did that come naturally
2: um not sure
0: well it's here and I that's think, the
2: main yeah thing. oh yeah I think I think I've always been better with those sort of things I remember back in high school high school um just saying that I was gonna to get to uni and like I'd like uh, it probably started with understanding that you have to do certain things to get certain results mm and so, if you want to do something, you can't just sit around and then expect something to happen. Right. And like I think started when I was like, oh, I want to go to uni, but I was getting really, 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 really bad marks. <laughs> so I just sat there and said, okay, well, if I want to <laughs> go to uni, I guess I better study. Right. And then it just got to after like that. That worked. Um, I mean, not that even if it didn't work, like I wouldn't know that I had like why I had failed. It's not like if I had failed, I'd be like, oh well, did, that didn't work. I don't understand why. But more that, uh, if there's something you want to achieve, there's there's things you have to do to achieve it. Right. And so there's, there's no two ways about it. There's no shortcuts. You just have to do certain things. Like yeah.
0: So it's like you could, have had, you could have been given a uni textbook, but you have to read it and do the questions in the textbook to be able to get somewhere. Exactly. And guys, if you haven't made the link, this is the same with, for example, listening to the podcast and actioning the tools so you can recover from your eating disorder. All right. And with that... Thank you for tuning in for part one of this episode. I hope you were enjoying listening to Jared. He's quite a blast. What a funny, logical, and wise young man he is. So I hope you were just on the edge of your seats and counting down the minutes until next week where you can hear part two of today's episode. But until then, I hope you take away everything we have talked about in today's episode and really prioritize improving your life and your mental health and how you are going to challenge yourself to have a better life. I know you can do it. Okay. So I love you all. Thank you for listening to part one of today's conversation. Enjoy the rest of your day. And remember, what are you going to remember? Yep, that's right. Remember to recover with Allie.